Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Hey everybody, welcome back to Last Night in Vegas. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and we're back in Vegas, baby. So I was out of town for the weekend. I was in Arizona. I was with my dad. Thank you so much for everybody listening to that episode. Uh, it was. It actually did unbelievably well. Um, I did do another episode with him, uh, I believe, regarding sports books, which are going to be coming up you know, in the next couple weeks. But we're back in Vegas, so we're going to be going and checking out new things. So... I'm really excited that this actually came up this weekend or this week. Uh, I was just kind of scrolling through Instagram, kind of just doing the whole thing, and a place popped up called Pier 17 Yacht Club, which is a new speakeasy over at Caesars Palace, which specifically is at the Green Fairy Garden, which they've done up really, really nice over in front of Caesars Palace. And I have to say, I was really excited to check it out. It's brand new, and you never get to do you know do things that are new in town for the first time. So I thought it'd be a great day to go out and check out the brand new Pier 17 Yacht Club Speakeasy over at Caesars Palace. So that's what we're going to be talking about on today's episode. We're going to also talk about sort of how the night got started. Uh, started off a little bit rocky, but it did, you know, get much, much better as the evening went on and as the drink started flowing. So this episode is the Pier 17 Yacht Club at Caesars Palace. Hey, everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential, and this episode is brought to you by AO Painting, who have been experts in specialized coating, servicing Arizona for over 40 years. AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. All right, everybody, we are back to Last Night in Vegas. So we're going to be talking about Pure 17 Yacht Club, which is over at Caesars Palace at the Green Ferry Garden, which is a really cool, like, eclectic sort of electric cowboy garden in front of Caesars, which is an awesome hangout and really a happening spot, uh, even on, like, a Wednesday, which is absolutely fantastic. But first of all, let's let's start off sort of how the night got started. So I found out about Pure 17, and I was like, you know what? I really want to check this place out just because it looked cool, unique, and I'm all about it. So the thing is, is anything that Spiegel World does typically doesn't miss. Uh, Spiegel World, if you're not aware, uh, are the one, are the production company in charge of Absinthe, probably the best show in Las Vegas. They also have two other shows. One of them is uh, Opium, which is over at Cosmopolitan. And they also have the Atomic Saloon, which is over at uh, Palazzo. Both very good shows, but Absinthe really is their flagship show, and I believe they're celebrating their 12th anniversary, and by doing this, they opened up a new speakeasy. So before I got there, uh, I ended up parking at the Bellagio, because that's sort of my central location I like to, to park at, and it's sort of easy to get in and out of for, for myself. It just kind of depends on the night you're there. Like this night, it wasn't you know super easy to leave. But anyway, so I ended up going, and... I did notice that the Yacht Club doesn't have a very extensive food menu, so I did want to try something before I you know, got there. So 
Uh, I didn't want to try Mayfair. I've eaten there. I didn't want. To try, I kind of was in between Lago and Spago uh, over at uh, the Bellagio, just because you know I just wanted to. I was there a little bit early. Wanted to kind of watch the fountains a little bit, and uh, I decided to go to Spago. So I've been to Spago before. And I've had a couple of their pastas. I've had their tagliatelle, which wasn't on the menu this time. Um, I've had their steak as well, which their steak is you know usually pretty good. Uh, you know, it's like seventy bucks, so kind of typical pricing for a steak in Las Vegas. But I wanted to go and I wanted to try something different this time. And the thing was is that I have to say I was a little disappointed, and I really had high hopes for Spago, uh, just because I've been there before. I've had other friends that have gone and had you know an extensive menu uh, when they went. And they also were not very impressed by it. And the thing is, is with Spago. Spago is a very beautiful restaurant on the inside. It's actually, the inside is actually quite small. But the really showstopper is the patio that overlooks the Bellagio Fountains. The perfect catbird seat of the Bellagio Fountains. So it's cool. Like the location, again, like I said, is cool. But I have this problem with the Bellagio that it's one of my favorite hotels. But they honestly don't have like the greatest bartenders for me personally. So me being a cocktail guy, I do want cocktails made a certain way. It's just the way it is. And I never seem to get a bartender that can, you know, make up old fashioned the way I like it. Or the only place that really does it is made for a supper club. Uh, Even places like prime, which I've been to prime. I don't like the glasses. They use at prime. It's just not my, not my favorite. And I don't know. I just have kind of a problem with how they make their cocktails. So, the people are nice. It's just sometimes the cocktails are just not up to par for the resort itself. So anyways, I got an old fashioned, looked up and down the menu, didn't really like any of these signature cocktails that they had. So I went with the good old old fashioned. So, uh, so that was fine. And then I was kind of scanning the menu. And this is the thing again with Spago that I wanted to sort of allude to. He doesn't really focus on one particular type of cuisine. Uh, really, his cuisine is known as or where he got famous as is California Fair or California-style cuisine, which is very, very unique. So it typically ends up being a little bit more health-conscious, typically really focuses on vegetables as well as fresh ingredients, which is great. I love it. But it does come with sort of an obscure-looking menu. So it's really hard to sort of pair things, especially if you're dining alone. Um, and honestly, I, ha- I would say that if you are going to dine alone, that Spago maybe is not the best place to go, just because many of the items are quite large, because uh, I have eaten there before and I've had the pasta, which can be very, you know, heavy. And it's really hard to have a pasta and an entree, which I know obviously is kind of a lot of food. But honestly, a lot of people do end up eating that much food. And um, I just don't think that Spago is really uh, conducive for, you know, larger, larger, larger portions and for single people. So uh, a lot of their pasta, like they did, they didn't have the Parpadel Bolognese, which I was, I'm actually looking at the menu right now just to make sure I'm not going crazy. The cool thing about the menu though is it is seasonal. So that's cool. Um, they do change it with obviously the seasons, but one of the things that they're known for is their corn angoletti, which their angoletti, not on the menu. It was the English pea angoletti and I don't like peas. So I didn't have the peas. Um, I did want to try one of their soups and this is sort of a problem that may, might need to go into training the staff was that I was like, oh, I want to try the asparagus. I'm a very picky eater. I wanted to try this thing called the asparagus soup with um, Alaskan king crab. And I know it doesn't sound like super appetizing, but I wanted to try it out and be able to sort of talk it over. And the bartender really just didn't. He was like, ah, that doesn't sound, you know, great. But like you work there. Like, shouldn't you try to sell it for me? 
don't know, just kind of kind of curious. So I ended up getting their bread. Their bread was fine. And then I was also on the fence about their entrees. And their entrees, they have obviously steaks. I didn't want to have a steak. I was in between their I was in between their chicken and then also like one of their other pasta dishes. And he's like, oh, yeah, you should get the Jindori chick or the Wiener Schnitzel. That's what I was going to get, the Wiener Schnitzel, which Wolfgang Puck is known for his Wiener Schnitzel, which is basically it's it's veal. Um, it's very thinly, you know, it's crusted and uh, comes with cucumbers. It's, you know, pretty good. I've had it before. <clears throat> and he's like, yeah, you should go with the Jindori chicken. The thing is, everybody has a Jindori chicken and he doesn't know who I am. So it's obviously kind of on me for getting something that's so, you know, basic. And that's what I got. I got the Jindori chicken and it was very good. Um perfectly crusted on the outside perfectly browned and then you know really tender on the inside but it was just kind of like not what i wanted i wanted something a little bit more adventurous and just kind of didn't satisfy what i was looking for and again the food was cooked perfectly it was just the wrong things that i wanted to order so my only problem that i really have with spago is that maybe maybe the bartenders or because again they're bartenders not they're not waiters maybe trained up a little bit just in terms of selling and trying to really sell some of these things. And again, it can change from bartender to bartender because again, not their job to, you know, exactly know how everything tastes, although it kind of is. Uh, so yeah, that's just, you know, one of my little things. Uh, so the evening didn't start, get started off hot. It was kind of an expensive dinner for what I got. It wasn't what I wanted. And I was kind of just like, well, where do we go from here? So from there, I ended up walking over to Pier 17, which is over at uh, Caesar's Palace, which is quite a quick walk if you're walking from the Bellagio uh, over to Caesar's, especially where I was at, which is the mall area of the Bellagio. So I crossed over the bridge. And as I crossed over the bridge, you can see the big top, which is great. And then I was kind of just eyeballing where this speakeasy might be, because really the first part of knowing that if it's a good speakeasy is if it's a little bit hard to find, which is always kind of nice. So I did see it. I sort of ma mapped it out and went down the stairs. And as I sort of walked around the corner where they have the um, Hell's Kitchen, which is just outside of Caesar's Palace, I was kind of greeted by this big, giant sort of sign that says Green Fairy Garden, which really impressed about how much they've done up that area and really have taken ownership of that space, which is really a mainstay now of Las Vegas. So it has these has two entrances, really, really big signing. It's in neon green, which is fantastic, which just says the, uh, I just said it, the Green Fairy Garden. Let me double check. I wrote, I took a picture. Yeah, Green Fairy Garden, which looked great and has this great neon tree right in the center and you can't miss it. And when you walk in, to get into the Green Fairy Garden, you do not need a ticket to see Absinthe, which is great. Uh, a long time ago, you needed a ticket to actually get into that space. They've really utilized that space perfectly where they actually have a bar area. They also have um, a walk-up bar. They have a sit-down bar, which is cafe, uh, the outside of Cafe Americano, which is great for breakfast, I might add. And they also have a little coffee bar, which is great for evenings like this where it's a little bit cool. You can have a coffee. And they also sell their no-pants burgers on the outside of the Green Fairy Gardens. So this is all in front of the Absinthe theater the absinthe big tent so as i walk in i walked in you know next to the um the stairs that come in from the bellagio and as i walk in 
you're going to look to your, this is how we get into the speakeasy, which we have, I'll have do a whole podcast about speakeasies because it's one of the passions of mine. What What is a speakeasy? What's a bar? And I can't wait to jump into it. But this one in particular. So getting to Pier 17 Yacht Club, this is how you do it. So you're going to walk into the Green Ferry Garden, look over to your left, and over to your left, you're going to see the big top that has a big thing that says absinthe on the side of it. And on the side of it, they actually have hedges, sort of these fake green hedges that kind of looks like a maze. You're going to walk towards those hedges. It's unmarked, no signage. You just have to know that those hedges are there. And as you walk over to those hedges, you're going to see an entrance, go in the hedges, turn right, and then snake your way, and then boom, you are at the Pier 17 speakeasy. And it just kind of opens up to the outside area that's sort of open air and looks out. You can see the Caesar's Palace. You can see the Bellagio. And it's really fantastic. So once you're in there, it has all these cool, fun lights. There's usually an attendant there. And one of the cool sort of perks of going over to the speakeasy is that they have a secret entrance to get into Absinthe, the show. So obviously, you need to have a ticket. There is a ticket attendant who is stationed there. And you actually go in through a green uh, English-style phone booth, which is really cool. I really enjoy that that aspect of it is that you're kind of rewarded that if you're going to get drinks at this speakeasy, that you have your own entrance to walk in and out of if you'd like. So that's really cool. I was really sort of taken back that that is a thing, and I'm really happy that they have that. So big kudos to uh, Absinthe for adding that sort of special entrance off to the side. As I go into the Pier 17 Yacht Club, um, I did you know take some pictures, whatever, and the space is really, really done up. Very, very cool. They have very cool, like ornate chairs. Kind of feels like the eight, like 1700s if you're sitting in those chairs, even though they're very modernly done. Has music, which is quite cool. And then you go inside to the bar area. The bar area is, you know, quite small. Um, they have a couple stools on the inside, uh, but you're really gonna stand. So it's sort of it's decked out, sort of as this like yacht club, obviously, uh, from New York, and you pull this you know, big giant door and then you walk in and boom, you are in our sailor style yacht club. So as you walk in, they have all these old pictures of the old Pier 17, which is located in New York City where the app, where Absinthe actually started was their first show was on Pier 17. And they have all these cool pictures. It has very like, you know, under the sea sort of, you know, eight, late, eight leagues deep kind of thing with sort of the octopus that they have as the light fixtures. And then a really, really cool sort of L-shaped bar with one bartender at it. So as you walk up to the bar, they have the bar menu. You can obviously get whatever drinks you want. I definitely tried to get the signature drinks that they had on the menu. So a couple fun things about the menu as we sort of walk in. Um, they have a couple different options. So they have their Pier 17 potions. They also have their Green Fairy libations. They have wine, and they also have their champagne cocktails. So this is obviously all going to be liquid-based. Um, they do have some food on the menu. It's called the No Pants menu, which is going to have three different things on it, which is the No Pants burger, the No Burger burger, and then the Win-Win, which is burger and star tater tots. Uh, they also do have tater tots by themselves as well. Alrighty, so as we jump into the menu, the menu itself, they do have... Kind of weird combinations, but that's the fun part. So they have two different prices. For their Pier 17 potions, they're all $24. So $24 for their signature drinks. They do sell flasks of those drinks that also come in a sort of glass giant flask, which is $80. 
and it says absinthe on the outside. So it's actually a drink and a souvenir you can take with you and into the show. Which one of these is good for two people? And I was I asked the bartender, you know, how many do you think, how many drinks do you get out of this? And she's about three a person, which makes about sense. So if you want to try it, try it out. They do give you a glass to take into the show. But anyways, the ones that I tried, are these are kind of the list. They have Big Duke Energy. They have Tantric, Turnbuckle, Lap Dance, Lube, and the Gazerak, which the Gazerak is a play on their host, which is known as the Gazillionaire. So the drink that I had was the Gazerak, and it was absolutely fantastic. It's rye, cognac, Paychards? I don't know. I never tried it. This is the first time I'm actually saying it. And absinthe in the drink itself, which is served in a beautiful sort of, in a beautiful uh, martini glass that also has a orange zest that's served with it as well and it was great uh, i was actually really happy with how it came out it looked really great and i really enjoyed it it's a little bit strong but if you're somebody who drinks whiskey you know quite frequently i would recommend the gazerac uh definitely so as i kind of sort of hung out and talked to her for a bit uh, they've been open for about three weeks which is actually relatively new in las vegas for anything and I was really happy. It was a little bit dead. And in this case, it's actually a good thing. You don't want it to be super busy in a speakeasy. Uh, Obviously, the property wants to be busy. But me as a patron, I don't want it to be like a nightclub. I want it to be something that's fun, very chill, not super, you know, threatening in terms of like being the line or having a, a, a cover charge. And I don't like that. So I'm really happy that it was a really, really sort of laid back sort of chill atmosphere. So as I was standing there, there was people that ended up walking in, which I was glad that they walked in because they got, you know, a couple more drinks. But I was in there for a little bit, you know, by myself, just sort of enjoying the cocktail. They also have um, like music playing and it is a little bit loud. So just know that it will be a little bit loud. So it's not a place that you're going to have. Honestly, like you could just have an extensive conversation, but some people some like the people that walked in had a little bit trouble talking over each other or talking to each other. So I don't know. That's to- totally up to you. I didn't have a problem with it. So uh, I did get two drinks here. So I did get the Gazerac. I also got one of their Green Fairy Libations, which was the Tickle Me Tipple, which is their tequila-based drink, which comes cherry, lemon, sugar, and bitters. And they she, she did say it sort of tastes like a strawberry margarita or a cherry margarita, if you will. Um, and it was actually delicious. I was actually really happy with it, especially if you like tequila. Uh, I like the first one more, but that was actually quite good. She did recommend to try the Latvian Love Potion, which is sort of like their old-fashioned. But I didn't want to try an old-fashioned just because I had a couple already, and I wanted to try something a little bit new. Uh, but yes, they also do have those on the menu as a um, as a flask, and those are $65. So again, these sound like they're expensive drinks. The flask is $65, but they are substantial flasks. They're very, very large. And when I say flasks, they're more like giant bottles. So... Don't think of like a flask that you put like in your pocket. Uh, these are definitely going to be pretty substantial that you're going to be having to walk around for for a while with them. Uh, they also have their champagne cocktails, which are, you know, pretty, you know, approachable. I mean, they have the cheapest one is $17. A couple of the other ones are $35. Those can get a little bit crazy, but those are also looks like half bottles and, you know, full bottles as well. So be careful with those. So moving on to their caviar and tots. Their caviar and tots are sort of like the marquee part of their food menu they do have yacht tots which are it comes with 30 grams of french uh french trout roux which is going to be the the actual caviar part uh chives they also have creme fraiche and then their star tots 
Those are $50. So keep in mind that those are 50 bucks for that particular order. So keep that in mind. Um, if you want to go up a level, which is going to be a much more extravagant sort of setup, is going to be 30 grams of their Osteria caviar, which chives, creme fraiche, and of course the star tots as well. Those are called the super yacht tots, which those are $100. So again, these can be quite extensive. So you know, it just depends on what your palate is. Honestly, I would just go for the burgers and the tots, but, you know, that's just me. Uh, the no-pants burger you, does come with two short rib blend patties, grilled onions, American cheese, dill pickles, and secret sauce. I did not try because I had already eaten, but if I had to try, I would definitely try, try the burger just to sort of let you guys know and see what it's like. But looks good online, but really great spot. I would definitely recommend it for, for sure. But after I got my second drink, I ended up going outside, and as I went outside, I just chilled, hung out. The weather was perfect. I was able to look up and see Caesar's Palace and the Bellagio, and really just sort of capped off the night, and I thought it was absolutely great. So I would highly recommend checking out Pierce, the Pier 17 Yacht Club. It is a great speakeasy. This is the epitome of what a speakeasy should be. It should be fun. It should be a little bit of an adventure. And I did was reading kind of other people's posts on a couple of other places that are called speakeasies, like the barbershop over at Cosmopolitan. One of my biggest pet peeves is calling that place, a bar, uh, the barbershop, a speakeasy, because one, people line up for it. There's a cover charge. Honestly, you should get your speakeasy card revoked. Again, this is sort of first world problems, obviously, but it's a great space. Please stop calling it a speakeasy. I hate it. And also the thing that I read that somebody wrote was that uh, I'm done with speakeasies. Why are you, you know, speakeasies are dumb. Hidden bars are silly. Sure, fine. But the whole point of it is to be an experience. You're not going for the drink. The drinks can be fantastic, but really you're going for the experience. You're going for the hidden adventure part of it. Half of the fun of finding a speakeasy or a hidden bar is finding it. It's walking around, looking for it. You're with your friends. You're like, oh, I think it's over here. Uh, let's check again, and then just sort of testing it out. And that's sort of the fun experience of, of finding a speakeasy. That's the fun part of it. So try not to look at it as like, oh, like why am I trying to look for this bar that has overpriced drinks? If you're somebody who enjoys bars, you enjoy drinking, but you also want to make it kind of an adventure and sort of an adult scavenger hunt, if you will, th these are great. And that's why I love speakeasies, that it's fun they're usually a little bit more quiet or, you know, more loud. Either way it goes. But they, they have sort of an atmosphere to them. And that's really what I enjoy about coming to Vegas and doing this particular podcast is finding things that are great experiences, great atmospheres. Because the food is going to be food. Steaks are kind of all the same all around. But if you can get a great atmosphere out of what you're doing, really just takes it over the top. And it's what you're going to remember going back home and telling somebody is, hey, we found this secret bar here and you had a great time or you had a bad time, whatever you want to talk about. But typically, the half of the fun of finding and more than half the fun of going to a speakeasy is finding it. And I think that's really fun. It always feels like you're sort of part of, you're sort of in on the joke or you're in on the story. And that's the best part about it. So hopefully you enjoyed today's uh, episode of Last Night in Vegas, where we went to the Pier 17 Yacht Club. I had a little bit of a sort of constructive, hopefully, review of Spago, which hopefully they can 
better better their stuff. But we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll find something new to find out for you guys. I usually don't try to plan these out too far ahead because I like to sort of have it be organic and I want you guys to be on the ride with me. So um, again, if you want to see the video of Pier 17 Yacht Club, definitely check us out on Instagram, which is at Concierge Confidential underscore LV. You can find us on TikTok, which is at Keys to Vegas, as well as our YouTube page, which is just Concierge Confidential for any of our shorts. So this will be posted at the same time that we post this podcast. So again, thank you so much for listening to Concierge Confidential and Lassen in Vegas, obviously. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. And remember, if you come to Vegas and you find something you like, hopefully you enjoy it. And remember, keep it confidential.